Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today made her Broadway debut earlier this year in the musical adaption of the hit film Almost Famous. My guest today is Emily Schultheus. What was it like touring as a standby? Um, it was... It was actually awesome. I, I actually think about that a lot now, having like not been a standby and have having like several onstage roles, but it was actually my first job out of school. Um, so I didn't really have like a baseline for what working professionally on like a really long contract was going to be like. Um, and it was like a, I, like a really good introductory into like being a principal track, but also like not having to do eight times a week and kind of like being able to observe other people who had been in the business longer and like trying to navigate how to stay healthy on tour and whatever while the stakes being like kind of low not low obviously but yeah just, um yeah I was only doing like one or two shows a week at that point so it felt like almost a practice round yeah um and then also I was kind of sitting back there like I'm 23 I really 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 want to be on stage and so and now that I'm 30 I'm kind of like oh I think that that would be really cool to circle back to if I could like stand by on Broadway and kind of like go to work not do eight shows come here I'm like I could do that for years yeah how many times did you get to play Alphaba over the course of your contract I went on 71 times. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It It is a lot, but I, I was on tour for almost a year and a half. So if you think about it, if they're doing eight shows a week, times like 100 weeks or something like that. Right. Like, you know, the percentage of shows that I was doing was very low, but it did it did feel like um, like a good amount to like put my own stamp on Alphaba and like, yeah in a way that it didn't feel like brand new every time yeah who were some of the principal alphabas that were on your tour and who were some of the glindas you got to play beside um i covered emily cook and jessica vosk um and those yeah Jess. I, i think emily was just about to leave while i was rehearsing so i think i covered her for two weeks and then um Jess and I were on tour together the rest of my contract which was cool um and the Glindas I went on with were Amanda Jane Cooper who is just the loveliest I had I had great people that I was on tour with Amanda Jane Cooper just a bright little shiny light of friendship yeah and then Jenna Claire Mason oh she was um, my second alphabet that I've ever seen oh yeah yeah she was she was just such a friend to me such a blast she like really let us have like our own kind of show and like our own kind of like little dynamic and she brought so much fun to the tour and then I did go on with both Linda Understudies um Allison Bailey and Jillian Butler oh I I interviewed Jillian Butler she's great her. I haven't seen her in so long. I miss her. And um yeah, I saw it my the second time I ever saw the show, I uh saw Jenna Claire Mason and Mary Kate Morrissey. Oh nice. Yeah, they were my for the first time I ever saw the tour because the first time I ever saw the show was in New York on Broadway. Gotcha, gotcha. I actually 
um, MK was the standby and I was coming in when she was leaving. Ah. And then when I left, she came back and was playing the role mm-hmm. um, and was replacing Jess. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense because then yeah, Jess... Yeah, probably saw the tour right after I paced out. Yeah, so close. So close. Maybe someday. What are some of... What were some of the best parts of, like, about your Wicked experience? Oh my gosh, I think just, like, really a lot of people on that tour were um, much more experienced than I was, and a lot of them had, like, been touring for a while, and they just had this, like, um, sense of, like, this is my job, and then I also, like, have a life kind of thing Mm -hmm. that I hadn't really been able to navigate before because it's so easy to just make your entire life about getting a job, getting your next thing, doing this thing, and, like, understanding that I could, like, have hobbies that um, that didn't revolve directly around work or, like, it and trying to, like, compartmentalize that a little bit. Yeah. And all be all, I feel like was really good for my mental health in the long run. Um, and then just understanding, like, I was so, uh, like, ready. Yeah. Like, really intense, really happy-go-lucky, like, let's do this, guys. And, like, now I understand that that energy was not always appreciated by people and why it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And just, like, about reading a room and kind of, like, you know, not everybody's going to like their job. Not everybody's always having a good day um, and trying to navigate, I guess, like social relationships and being okay with like, we don't have to be a family. Like you can just find your like three best friends and yeah. be best friends with them. And you're not always going to get along with everybody, but like you do have to be kind to everybody and work with them. But it's okay if people do not want to be your best friend. If you, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Just like demystifying the, like previously it had been like, Oh, I'm just doing shows with all the people that I go to college with every day. And so we all are best friends. Right. Are just with each other 24 seven in classes. And so like understanding that like in the real world, you're, you just can't possibly get along like Mm -hmm. that, that well with every single person you work with and trying to, um, yeah, I guess make it all like normalized yeah has there ever been a time where like you're behind the clocks and you're about to go run you have the case in your hand and you have you ever thought like I can't believe that all these people are trusting me with this role that's so iconic and so you know beloved and every single time (laughs) yeah literally every single time it didn't get old I would be behind the clocks and I'd be like girl you're playing alphabet today who did you trick who let you play alphabet and then I'd be like, all right, we're going to send it, though. And just, like. Yeah. Yeah. But there is that, like, you do have enough time to be back there and, like, have your moment of gratitude. Have your moment with the crew guys who are, like, handing you your stuff and being like, okay, go stand there. You can go now. Da, 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 da. And so you, like, have your little bits, your little, like, moments with the guys. You're like, we're going to do this. And then just, like, the breath that you get to take before it opens up and being, like, it's it's one of those things, too, that's, like. Wicked is just an anomaly. It just doesn't not hit in audiences. Mm -hmm. And so you know exactly when they're going to clap. You know exactly when they're going to laugh. You know exactly. Like, it's really just, like, built into the structure of the show. That's why it's so brilliant with Mm -hmm. Stephen Schwartz. And it's so, like, 
there's so many like repeat offenders of people who just like see wicked and see wicked and see wicked because yeah. of that because yeah just, like, yeah you 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 just know what you're getting into and you just know like that you're going to be sent into this amazing story about like characters that you really really care about and so knowing I like I don't think I knew that I was taking it for granted at this time but understanding like oh these clocks are about to open and 2,000 people are going to applaud for me before I even open my mouth it's like it is really just like the most special special feeling have you seen Wicked since your experience came to an end like have you gone to the Gershwin to see it or any or have you seen it I have I've seen it a couple times I remember going right when I left tour to watch um to watch Amanda Jane's Glenda debut on Broadway. And I went another time. Who was I seeing? Oh man. I remember there was one time I sat at the soundboard while Dan Mitch K was taking notes. And I literally think it was just to hang out with him. And I was like, yeah, I'll come see Wicked and then <laughs> yeah. we'll go have dinner. Um and but I can't remember who's in the company. Amanda Jane was still in the company for sure. And I can't remember who was playing Alphabet. This would have been like. Was it Vosk or was it Hannah Cornell? Um. Because Hannah Cornell came in after Vosk. Yeah, it might have been Hannah Cornell. Um, I was I was going to the Gershwin like often ish to like see my friends like my uh, like my a lot of people from tour end up going to the New York company and so you're like yeah I want to come see you and like I had also just oh I think I went in 2019. Um, to go see Sam Gravett play Fiero. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, after, because uh, we had just done Almost Famous together at the Globe, and mm-hmm. then he uh, left to go do Wicked, and so we all went to go see him one night. That's so cool. Yeah. Is Almost Famous one of your personal favorite, like, favorite movies? You know what? It is, but it wasn't. I will say, this is, like, kind of a crazy story. I remember, like, around the holidays, maybe just, like, er- I think it was, like, early January. It had been, like, New Year- just after New Year's, and you're in that kind of, like, weird amount of time. Yeah, that weird time. Like, knew what's this year going to be, huh? Yeah. Just, like, still seeing family. Right. And um, my fiancé at the time was, like, oh, scrolling for a movie to watch. Oh, my gosh. We should watch Almost Famous. I haven't seen that in forever. And I said, what's Almost Famous? And he was, like you've never seen Almost Famous. Oh my God. He was like, I'm about to, he was like, this is like your movie. Like you're, you're about to love this movie. So we watched Almost Famous and I was like, oh my God, how have I never seen this movie? This is so brilliant. There's so many stars in here that like weren't stars. Oh my God. Yeah. Almost Famous. Just yeah. like Billy Crudup wasn't that famous. It was Kate Hudson's first movie. Zoe Deschanel's first movie. It was Patrick Fugit's first movie. They like found him in Iowa somewhere. And like, just like this iconic roster, this iconic love note to seventies rock, the most like nuanced. I was like, wow, how did I like watch Jerry Maguire and Fast Times and da 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 and all these movies. And I did not know that Cameron Crowe did almost fit. Like what? Yeah. Like, Clear to God, the next morning, I looked at my email, and I had an appointment for Almost Famous the Musical, and I was like, they're turning this into a musical? I was like, I am going to book this show, and this is going to be my Broadway debut, and it was. Yeah. 
I mean, I know, and it only took like four years for the initialization, <laughs> but like, um, it, I just like knew, like it was the most serendipitous timing of me seeing that and being passionate about it and then being like, yeah. 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 I rem- yeah, when I was coming up with my questions, I like went on the movies because I have I've never seen the movie Call Me Crazy. I'm going to watch it, but I, Oh gosh, I, no, it's totally okay, but you are going to love it. You should watch it. Yeah, I need to watch the movie. Anyway, so I was looking at the cast list to see like who was in it and I wanted to see who played your part. I'm like, "Holy crap, Zoe Deschanel played this part." So random. Yeah, and before she was Jess. Right. Yeah, way before, before she like did Elf before she did all the other things where you're like, oh my god, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. What was it? Like what, what? Was, what was it like bringing her role to Broadway? It was nice. It was nice. I don't feel like super similar to her in like our acting styles necessarily. <laughs> I know we like we look similar-ish, or like people have like told me that before. But um, it was really nice talking uh, with Cameron about her role in the film and then about, like, the ways that he would like to change the character for the stage adaptation and Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the different, um, just, like, the different qualities to bring out in it. And he really, really, like, gave me permission to not do a Zoe Deschanel impression. I love that. What does it feel like knowing that your Broadway show was Joni Mitchell's first Broadway show she's ever seen? Oh, it was so iconic. I actually didn't know that she'd never seen a Broadway show before. She came to, um, she lives in LA, so she came to San Diego when we were doing it at the Globe, and we all got to, like, meet her and fawn over her and, you know, take pictures and tell her how much we loved her. I literally just, like, remember sobbing, walking up to her, just being like, the Blue Album changed my life. Thank you for your music. Thank you for everything. And she was like, just so nice. And just like, yeah, da, da, da. And I'm like, literally just like, crying, <laughs> trying to like not be weird. Yeah. Um, and so when she came back for our like Broadway opening night, it felt like this full circle moment. And like for her too, being like, this is my first Broadway show. And I like picked Almost Famous because I love you guys. And it just like, it felt really like, um that's so cool i guess that's so cool is it difficult being in a musical adaption of a film because of the viewer's expectations i think that i never really thought about that um it's so funny i really just like i know that like the making of something new can be really nerve-wracking for a lot of people but this just like happened over so much time that it really ended up feeling like by the time we went to Broadway, it really did just feel like the musical was ours Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't necessarily this like brand new thing, but it, it had been so long since any of us like cared about the source material Mm -hmm. um, that it just, it ended up feeling like something kind of new. Um, And I also just like made it not my job to worry about, if people were going to like it. Oh, I love that. You know, that can kind of like bog you down or like make you make some choices that you necessarily wouldn't want to make. And I think it was nice that we all just kind of like uh, supported each other. A lot of us hadn't. I mean, after I watched that the movie the first time, I think I watched it one more time before the first day of rehearsals 
um, in like April 2019 for our first workshop. Mm -hmm. And then I um, actually have not seen it since. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people. I think a lot of us were like, you know what? We actually don't want to. I think the way to kill this thing is to actually become a caricature of the thing that exists. Yeah. So if we all just like do it by ourselves and trust that like Cameron specifically like plucked a, you know, this wasn't like a fan of Cameron who got the rights and is adapting this musical. It yeah. was like him having a huge, huge hand in every single part of it. Right. Um, and so I feel like knowing that like he really like goes with his gut and he really, really like sees things in people, which is why it was like what 16 of our Broadway debuts. Yeah. He just like could give a shit less if like people are, super credited or have this to say or like what this casting director says about mm -hmm. them like he goes on his like gut instinct and like he knows the characters that he is casting so well that he's just kind of like no you're this person and you're this person and you're this person and yeah. you're this person and so we all just kind of like leaned in to to that trust that he had in us mm -hmm. um which was really cool yeah what do you miss about almost famous oh my god everything i miss everything about almost famous i just cannot say enough i'm gonna get like hype or like cry or something i cannot say enough what a like a needle in a haystack this experience was from top to bottom being at the jacobs it was like i miss everything that was happening on stage because it just felt so ours because we all created it and the creative team gave us huge leverage to just yeah. kind of be like okay, we're going to focus the scene in this way, but then if you're in the background of it, you're, you know, know who you are, know what you're doing, be who you are, and then just interact with each other. Yeah. It was like improving every night with 20 of your best friends yeah. in like beautiful 70s costumes and then just like ripping incredible music yeah. by Broadway royalty and then being conducted by Broadway royalty. And then, you know, and it was, yeah. It was really, 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 like, such a unique and singular and positive experience. And even down to, like, our house manager, our merch people, our stage management team, our wardrobe, our hair, our crew guys, our sound, our spot ops. Like, everyone in the building was cool. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. We all, like, joke with each other and all hang out and all of these little bits and, like... It really was just like, no matter what was going on that day, like walking into the building, I knew I was going to be in a better mood when I left than when I came in. Oh, for sure. So do you tend to eat out or cook more? Ooh. Um, I would say I usually try to cook more. Lately, I've been eating out more because January. Yeah. What is your favorite transportation way in New York? I love the subway. I, I do too. I love getting on a train and being like, cool, I'm going to sit here and do nothing or read or meditate for however long my commute is. I don't have to pay attention to traffic. I don't have to be like, oh no, my car's out of gas. Yeah. I can just chill. I, I love the subway. The last time I was in New York, my dad refused to go on the subway because he 
he read a whole bunch of news stories about how crazy the subway is but i love the subway so much i'm such a tourist when it comes to the subway i'm like oh, this is so cool i'm gonna touch that i'm gonna hold the bar no i'm not gonna sit down you know what i mean yeah totally and there's like there's really good people watching too like there's really good dogs that go on the subway too yeah it's a great place to people watch do you classify yourself as a late night person a thousand percent yes oh me too <laughs> do you think you have a high pain tolerance yes me too have you ever tripped over your own two feet uh yes oh my gosh during well all the time but during my alphabet debut in columbus ohio i actually tripped over my own feet and fell flat on the stage like on my ass not even just a little trip just just sploot what scene was it? Two times. Oh, wow. What? Um, once after uh, Conjuring the Monkeys exiting the stage. Uh, yeah. After, like, the confrontation with the wizard. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's... Hate it. Aren't you, it. like... Isn't that act... No, one. Isn't yes, that... Yeah. One. So, are you... You're in the... I mean, you're in the black dress, and it's also dark, so it's like you don't yeah. know... What, what are your feet? What's the stage, and... What's yeah, the dress? And what are nerves and exactly what I'm doing and <laughs> yeah. What was the second time? Um, the second time, I think was it was sometime with Fiero. It was sometime with Fiero because I remember he like helped me up from. He just was like, "You're good." I think it was the end when I was letting him out of the the doors after he was the scarecrow. Oh. Yeah. And I, whenever I came around, back around, like, the little door thing, mm-hmm. I just ate it. Oh, I would be the same way. Is touring something you'd want to do again? Yeah. I really love being on tour. Do you think aliens are real? I think... I think the possibility of aliens is, like, absolutely there yeah it's definitely possible like they're here and they're reachable by us or communication but it's Mm -hmm. like the universe is just so big like how could there not be another like even if it's not human like but how could there not be another like sentient species yeah have you ever pulled an all-nighter yeah like regularly (laughs) (laughs) what is your go-to karaoke song um if i'm trying to like impress myself or if i'm trying to just really send it and be like i'm gonna just lay it down it's all coming back to me now by celine dion i love celine dion very much right she was my first she was my last concert before covid oh wow oh my gosh that's such a specific memory i feel like everyone knows the like last live thing yep it was a celine dion concert Wow, lucky. Then you at least had that to hold on to. And it's all coming back to me now with her opening song. So like, really? so oh like gosh, the intro is playing. She like comes out and she's like, doo, 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 doo. and then the lights like the, Duh, and the lights just go yeah. like on her, and then she just starts in the nights when the wind was so cold. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, you're an angel. Uh huh. Like you're an angel. Yep. Then she went right into that's the way it is. So it was like. 
and then into I'm Alive. So I'm like, hey, party time. Oh my gosh. I really wanted to go see her when she did her Vegas residency, but I did not make it. Yeah. I saw her on tour here in Michigan. Cool. And it was, it was insanely good. Did I almost lose my voice? Yes. I mean, what is more worth it? I've only, I've only almost lost my voice three times at concerts. One of them was Celine Dion and the other one was Cher. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Especially because it's, it's Celine and she belts. So, like, you have to belt along. Exactly. It's, you just have to be crying and screaming and, like, hugging the person next to you. Yeah, and during My Heart Will Go On, she had, like, drones flying all over the arena. <sighs> really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just filming the audience? They weren't filming the audience. They were just had, like, lights on them. So, oh so it was like so it like lit up the whole place oh my gosh wow what a queen oh, it was amazing and the fashion mwah. yeah i bet she can turn a look yeah and she can dance too i mean i was surprised at how well she can dance oh that would surprise me i don't think i've ever like Tried to walk, I mean, you know what? Actually, nothing about her is surprising. I feel like she can just do anything, so I take that back. <laughs> she did the, she did, she started doing squats. She was singing one, I forgot what song she was singing, and she started doing full on squats. Of course she did, <laughs> while probably just like belting for Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? I am a twin. Ooh, identical, fraternal. Fraternal, it's a, I have a boy twin. His uh-huh. name is Chris lives in uh tennessee and he's a banker and like has a house and a kid and and like we couldn't be more different but i just like i love him so much i love it once again i've been speaking with emily schultheus from almost famous on broadway i will see you all in my next episode where i'm chatting with actress amber hurst martin